Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. And today we're going to be talking about how to stop second guessing your decisions. Now, before we jump into it, first of all, thank you so much for your grace and understanding. There was a bit of a delay since our last episode. So those of you who are on my email list or in any part of my circles, you may have seen me post about this. You know, we had a family trip and we also had a lovely dose of COVID. Uh, I will say that parenting with COVID, when you have a high energy child, I do not recommend it. It gets zero stars from me. (laughs) Uh, But we are back. We are here. So again, thank you for your grace and understanding in that delay. So let's get into this. We're going to be talking about how to stop second guessing. And I want to kick things off with a story, a bit, a bit of an analogy to what we'll be talking about. So a number of years ago, maybe two years ago, not two or three years ago, we went for a hike, my family and I. So my spouse and my, my kiddo, he was fairly little at the time, but he was still, he was walking, we weren't carrying him. And it was springtime. So I'm up here in Canada where springtime can get pretty muddy right? Because we get a lot of snow and it starts to melt in the spring. And for those of you who've been around it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But for those who haven't, you can just imagine the, I mean, it's beautiful outdoors nature walks with very sticky, thick mud that you're going through, right? So when you go out hiking in the spring, you make sure to go on trails that you know are are pretty dry trails in the spring. So that's what we did. We went to an area that we know fairly well. We love, especially during the pandemic, we were there all the time. Great place to like see birds and listen to, um, well, listen to the birds, but also listen to all the different uh, sounds that you hear in nature, right? Just imagine yourself there in the woods. You've got the wind, you've got the birds, you've got different little uh, animals, little critters scurrying through the under, under, undergrowth, underbrush, whatever that word is. Anyways, it is lovely. We love it. So we were there, we had gone on a walk and we'd gone for quite a long walk. You know, these are some trails. There's lots of different options. You can loop around, go different places. Anyhow, we had gone down this one area that I, we had gone maybe once or twice before, but not very much. And we, we sort of noticed that there was a branching off point. And we thought, hey, well, why don't we go there? We all still had a lot of energy. We felt just, it was just a beautiful, one of those beautiful days, right? We had beautiful blue sky, just wispy clouds, very, the sun was shining beautiful, beautiful spring day. And the, the trails had been lovely. So we weren't getting stuck in the mud at all. So we thought, okay, yeah, let's keep going. So we turn down this trail, we go down a little bit and we're, we're kind of at that, you know, just past the no turning back mark. You know, it's like, it's faster or shorter to keep going on the loop than to turn around. When all of a sudden we hit the mud, oh, okay, there's some good mud here. We were like, well, it's just not too bad. We can keep going. And yeah, well, you know, we were looking at the trail map. Like, oh, it's it's shorter to keep going. So we kept going. And I'm sure you can guess where I'm going with this. We kept going into more mud and more mud and more mud. At one point, my kid's boot was got stuck in them and he stepped into it with his sock. So you can just imagine this. Imagine the three of us there. Our feet and legs are covered in mud. My husband and I are looking at each other, should we turn back? Should we keep going? Well, you know, let's just keep going. You know, we have snacks on us. It wasn't, it wasn't getting late. You know, we weren't in any kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't dangerous. We're very close to 
roads and such. And we knew we could always go back. So we kept going. And it got muddier and muddier and muddier. And and then it wasn't as muddy. And then it got less muddy. It got drier and drier and drier. And we climbed the turn the corner, climb the hill, get to the top. And we're back, get back to our, our car. We're looking at each other and just cracking up because we are covered in mud, right? So then of course we had to make our way back. And of course we didn't have towels in the car. So there, there was a lot of cleanup afterwards. But you know, it was this wonderful memory that I have. And the reason I share the story is because it is a lot like making decisions as you're moving into mid-level roles, either as a mid-level leader who's running teams or multiple teams, or even I have a lot of people I know listening to this podcast, you're individual contributors, but you're responsible for things with pretty significant accountabilities, responsibilities. Uh, impact, right? Either large budgets or large numbers of people are impacted. Even though you're an individual contributor, you're still, you would still consider yourself a mid-level leader. So when you are making decisions at that level, here's what happens is that you make a decision and then you start to worry about the mud, especially if you start ending up in mud, right? You're like, oh my goodness, I'm getting dirty. Maybe I should, maybe I should have gone a different way. Maybe I should back up. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Right. Here's the thing. When you're in that mid-level role, there is no right or wrong decision. Okay. You're you're just you're making choices. You're making decisions. There are many different paths to go down. And sure, some paths may not have had the mud. That might have happened. Okay. And some paths, they have mud. So, and some paths, you might even choose knowing. You might be like, oh, yeah, there is mud on that path, but that is the path we're taking because that's where we're going. We just got to do it. And there are sometimes, just like my family and I had, you go down a path thinking that there wasn't going to be mud, and all of a sudden you find yourself in the mud. It's what happens. And so this is part of becoming comfortable, and it, and it takes work. It's okay. It takes work. Don't beat yourself up for it taking work. But what it is, is you want to start getting comfortable when you make, when you choose a path, you make a decision and you end up in some mud. <laughs> or in my case, you might end up in a lot of mud. It's okay. It is okay. I promise you this. So this is something um, I was just sharing with my, with my group, uh, boot camp cohort. I have a cohort going through boot camp right now. And I started giving, sending them little daily audio messages. And in today's message, I was sharing with them the fact that, you know, there are, there are people out there that, that don't necessarily second guess and that don't necessarily beat themselves up. And what's happening for, for those people is that they often simply assume that they are right. They're very convinced that they're right. What I've noticed is my quietly ambitious folks, so the folks that are listening to this podcast, don't typically lean that way. <laughs> More typically, what happens is you'll make a decision and then you might start worrying about was it the right decision? You know, is there going to be some mud? Is something going to happen? Am I going to have to clean this up? And it's not that I necessarily want you to go around and start assuming that everything is right. And the reason for that is because there is no right or wrong when you get into these levels, I said this just a moment ago, right? But I'm going to say it again for emphasis. There's no right or wrong. There's, there's just decisions. 
And then you, there's learning from the decisions. Okay. So point number one I want to make about stopping guessing your stop second guessing yourself is that there is no right or wrong. Okay. Start getting used to that, getting comfortable with that idea. And it does feel uncomfortable, right? You know, when you started your career, whatever it was, when you're entry level or the type of work you did, there probably was pretty clear right and wrong. Um, if you were, if you went to college or university, there was, there were grading rubrics, right? You started your job, you were told exactly what to do, how to do it. And as you progress in your career, that starts falling away. And it's not that you are, you are expected to know what's right or wrong, which is, and that's the trap I think we fall into, is that we assume that as we progress, we get, especially to this mid-level, we were getting used to this mid-level responsibility and role, is that we think there is a right or wrong and that we are supposed to know what it is. And that's partially reinforced. There's two, two main things reinforcing it. One, like I mentioned, early in your career or when you're in college, university, there, there was quote unquote, right and wrong. So you kind of feel like, well, there used to be right and wrong. And now I don't know, no one's telling me. So I must be the one who must decide right or wrong. But then the other reinforcing block is all the people out there that you're seeing that seem so convinced that they are right. And that probably throws your brain into a little bit of a loop because, well, they, they think they're right. So there must be a right. Hey, and I'm here to tell you there is no right or wrong. There's just decisions. And moving forward or possibly choosing to go back. But it's not about second guessing. If you choose to go back, like imagine if I went down that path and then we'd gone to that sticky mud and we decided to go back, it wouldn't be about second guessing. It's about making the next decision. Okay. Instead, our inflection points where we kept deciding to keep going, keep going, keep going. Those are decisions, not second guessing the original decision. Do you, understand, do you hear the difference, right? We're not second guessing the original decision. We're making a new decision, learning from our decisions, okay? So that's point number one. There is no right or wrong. There's just decisions. Number two. So for number two, I want you to start noticing how much energy is spent second guessing. You may already be aware of this, but I really want you to, to think about that and be aware, be mindful. Because when we second guess, and especially when we start falling into the habit of second guessing, it, there's a big cost to that. And the cost is our mental energy spend, right? The, and the, the follow-on cost to that is one of two things. Often it's both. One is that we spend so much mental energy at work second guessing that we don't have those, that kind of like that mental, we don't have that mental energy for other things at work. So we're not as productive, right? Like if you spend, even if it's just five minutes, spending five minutes second guessing yourself, what could you have gotten done in five minutes? You know, what, you know, if you're really on top of things and you're, you're, um, you've really worked on your, your email mindset and your email skills, five minutes, you can get like two or three emails done in that time, right? So there's that cost. But the second cost, and I hear this a lot, especially from people who end up joining boot camp, is that the mental energy spend spills over into our personal lives. And so it's kind of like work starts to take over life a bit. And not because, not even that we're working during personal time, but that we're thinking about work. 
And whether it's actively, you know, like I hear from people, sometimes they're staying up at night, they can't fall asleep because you're reliving, rehashing the day, wondering, how did that go? What do people think? Did I make, did I say the right thing? Did I make the right decision? Or it's in the back of your mind. And so I hear this a lot from people too, especially ones joining bootcamp, is that they want to be fully present in their personal lives. And it's really hard to be fully present when part of your brain, the back of your brain, is worrying and second guessing things you did that day or things you did that week or things that might be coming, right? Some, some of you might do this too, right? Second guess in advance, right? You're almost like you're going through your decisions and your options and you're second guessing yourself as you're considering it, right? And I want to offer you is, is pay attention to that mental energy spend because by paying attention to how much you're spending, how much mental energy you're spending on it, that's going to help reinforce you to stop doing it and to shift your energy towards making decisions instead of second guessing yourself. You know, if you've ever heard of the concept of a swear jar, maybe you've ever had one. So you do that every time someone swears, you put, you know, some money in the swear jar. And the reason that can work is that it helps highlight, it flags to you. So it's not just happening in the background automatically, but you're, you are noticing it, you're paying attention to it, okay? So really make sure to pay attention. How much energy am I spending on this, okay? And that brings me to tip number three that I have. And here's the most tactical tip that I have. It's still mindset, but it's a more, much more tactical tip which is there, there are two questions that I use when I need to do um, essentially like a circuit breaker. I need to break that, that second guessing and the self-doubt. I need to do a circuit breaker of that. There's two questions that I really love to ask myself. I find them very, very powerful to help me st almost like stop in my tracks and shift me over to more productive thinking. Okay. So Question number one that you can use to kind of stop the second guessing in his tracks is you can ask yourself, how do I want to experience this? How do I want to experience this? Because at the end of the day, we have full control over how we experience things. Okay. And, and that can be really hard depending on the circumstances and, and we don't, and we definitely don't want to beat ourselves up for having difficulties and finding it challenging to experience a very difficult circumstance. If it feels difficult, that's okay. We can give ourselves grace and recognize like, I, this is really hard for me. It's really hard for me to experience this in any other way than feeling like it's really hard that's okay. I'm not going to ever tell you that it's not okay and that you have to choose to experience it in a different way. But I do want to give you this question to give yourself the power to recognize that we can work on experiencing things in different ways. And that question I find very helpful. How do I want to experience this? Okay. And some of you will be able to answer that in words, right? We either in your brain, like thinking, thinking in your brain or writing it out, journaling or talking out loud with someone. And some of you might be more like me, which is I actually, I find it helpful to kind of visualize. I actually envision, I visualize myself 
and I feel, I kind of feel it, I visually feel it, if that makes sense, about how I want to experience it. And then I find the words afterwards to describe it. But you think about that. Okay, how do you want to experience this? What do you want this experience to feel like or to be like? The second question that I love, I love this question for many, for many different types of circumstances, but especially when I catch myself second guessing, beating myself up, being unsure about a decision, or especially if you realize that you, you got into some mud, you made a decision that got you into some mud. This is a great question to ask yourself is the question is, what story do I want to be able to tell about this in six months or 12 months? What's the story here? What, what do I want to be able to tell someone or even just tell myself? But what do I want? What's the story here? You know, when you are in the middle of the mud, that's not the end of the story. The story doesn't end in the mud, right? It never will. It will always keep going. So you can kind of take that moment, pause, reflect, what's the story I want to tell here? When I hit the mud, did I keep going? Did I make, make a decision to turn back, an informed decision to turn back? Did I take a break? Yeah, did I get some support? Did I get some help? Did I learn from it? Yeah, I came out and I had mud everywhere. And that's okay because I learned from it. Or I, was, I grew stronger from it because walking through mud, that's hard. That's hard work on your legs. You got to work through it. You develop, your muscles will develop from it, right? What story do I want to tell about this in six months, in 12 months? And often at the leadership level, as you're starting to get into more nuanced leadership, more that mid-level, it's more, it's less clear, right? There's no right or wrong. There's just decisions. Quite often, when you hit the mud, that's going to be one of your best stories for things like interviews, for resumes, for storytelling, for sharing with junior colleagues, with your mentees, for sharing with your kids as they get older, for those of you who have kids, or for anyone that you're, that you're mentoring or being a role model for. When you hit the mud, that, that story you tell that's that's a leadership story how did you lead yourself in that moment how did you lead your team how did you lead your leaders right what did you do what what is that story going to be and i find those two questions can be very helpful for getting me to shift out of a more second guessing self-doubt sometimes you know sometimes feeling sad for myself and and again we have those moments it is totally okay what I'm offering you here are some ways to shift when you're ready to shift and you want to shift. Here's how you can do it. Okay. So quick recap in terms of stopping yourself from second guessing and stopping yourself from beating yourself up. Number one, remember there is no right or wrong. There's just decisions. And there's another decision and another decision, right? We're not second guessing. We're continuing to make decisions. Number two, pay attention to how much mental energy you're spending. Make sure it's visible to you, that you're, that you're noticing it. And that's going to help you shift away from second guessing. And then number, th number three, when you really need a circuit breaker and you're ready for it, you're in a place where I, I want that circuit breaker, 
ask yourself one of these two questions. How do I want to experience this? Or what story do I want to tell about this in six months or in 12 months? All right, that's what I've got for you today. Have yourself a good one. Um, For those of you who want to learn more with me, I've got a lot of free resources as well as paid resources over on my website. So go check it out. That's at themintambition.com. And if you want to go straight to the resources page, it is themintambition.com slash resources. Okay, have yourself a great one and I'll talk to you soon.